Make sure to subscribe to podcasts produced by the Archdiocese of St. Louis so that you'll never miss an episode. Just go to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or just about any other podcast app. Search for Archdiocese of St. Louis and subscribe to us. That way you'll get every episode of the Catholic Gateway Podcast, the Word of Mouth Podcast, and some other audio, maybe homilies from Archbishop Carlson or other talks that we post there as well. So do that, and then make sure to share it with your friends. And while you're at it, maybe give us a good rating, because that always helps. Special events this Christmas season and Catholic schools lending a helping hand. This and more coming up on a brand new edition of the Catholic Gateway Podcast. Hello and welcome to this Catholic Gateway Podcast news update for the week of December 18th, 2017. I'm your host, Gabe Jones. Quick note, this will be the last weekly podcast episode until January 8th, 2018, as our offices will be closed for the Christmas and New Year's holidays. From all of us at the Archdiocese of St. Louis, have a blessed and Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Now let's take a look at recent news and upcoming events. A heritage edition of the St. John's Bible, the first hand-illuminated Bible commissioned by a Benedictine monastery in 500 years, was put on permanent display in the Cathedral Basilica of St. Louis following the Festival of Lessons and Carols on Sunday, December 17th. The limited heritage edition of St. John's Bible will permanently be housed in the All Saints Chapel here in the Cathedral Basilica of St. Louis. The structure which will house the Bible will be placed in the Cathedral Basilica in the spring of 2018 as a reminder of the permanence of God's Word for generations to come. As we again prepare to celebrate the coming of our Lord into human history, we bless these volumes of the heritage edition of the St. John's Bible and pray that this monumental work of faith and work of art will enrich the lives of all those who come into its presence in this most sacred of spaces. Volumes of the St. John's Bible have been on display at several locations around the Archdiocese of St. Louis throughout 2017, including Mercy Hospital, the Cardinal Regali Center, and the Cathedral Basilica of St. Louis. The massive piece of art includes 1,165 pages and 160 illuminations. The original manuscript of seven volumes remains at St. John's University in Minnesota, but 299 sets were created as a heritage edition for travel and display around the world. The Cathedral Basilica of St. Louis will be the only cathedral in the country to permanently house a heritage edition of the St. John's Bible. The St. John's Bible was a subject of episode 19 of the Catholic Gateway Podcast, so you can go back and learn more about it there. Also, please be sure to visit the Cathedral Basilica during the Christmas holiday as Archbishop Carlson will be celebrating Midnight Mass. The music program begins at 11.15 on Christmas Eve night and leads into Midnight Mass. And a reminder that Mass will also be live-streamed on 102.5 KEZK. Earlier in December, Archbishop Robert J. Carlson visited the offices of the Roman Catholic Foundation of Eastern Missouri to ring the celebration bell to mark the establishment of the Archbishop 
Robert J. Carlson Endowment Fund. The Roman Catholic Foundation rings the bell each time a new fund is established. The Archbishop Carlson Fund was established with a gift from an anonymous donor and will provide operating support to Kenrick Glennon Seminary and the Archdiocesan Respect Life Apostolate. Kenrick Glennon President, Rector Father James Mason, and Respect Life Apostolate Executive Director Karen Nolkemper joined the Archbishop for the ceremony. And before we get to some of the upcoming events, because it is the Christmas season and a time when so many people are doing kind things for others, here are a few neat stories from some of our Catholic schools in the Archdiocese that were shared with us in this past week. Jack Fizey, an 8th grader at Our Lady of Lords in University City, flew to Washington, D.C. on Friday, December 15th. He wasn't just going for a vacation or sightseeing trip, though. As part of his confirmation service project, he spent the afternoon of Saturday, December 16th, placing wreaths on graves at Arlington National Cemetery. Our Lady of Lords Principal Jean Giron said she's very proud of Jack. Jack is a great young man, and what an awesome project to do as part of his confirmation prep. We are so proud of him for reaching out to honor those who served our country and to do it in such a meaningful way. Holy Cross Academy second and third grade students collected items for first responders and made goodie bags for them last Friday, December 15th. The bags were then distributed to first responders in the Afton and Shrewsbury area. Students in the Outreach Club at St. Dominic High School adopted families to turn their Christmas dreams into reality. The students raised funds through donated services to individuals and held a toy drive earlier this month. They also solicited other students and faculty to participate in gathering up gifts, food, and winter necessities for these families. The Pro-Life Club at Bishop DeBerg took up a collection at school during December to buy Christmas gifts for all the residents at DeBerg House, a Cardinal Ritter Senior Services assisted living residence next to the school. The gifts went to those residents who might not otherwise receive anything or have family visitors. This year, the group raised over $2,000 for the gifts. Each resident received something they specifically asked for on their wish list. The Pro-Life Club wrapped the gifts and presented them at their annual Christmas party on Wednesday, December 13th, and the students then spent the afternoon visiting with the residents. St. Joseph Imperial School is doing a service project for Our Little Haven, an organization that helps children who have been abused and neglected or have other needs. Students are bringing in toy donations and other donations until Wednesday, December 20th. The following day, the students will help put gift bags together with these items. Those are just a few things that are going on in some of our Catholic schools this Christmas season. I'm sure many other schools are doing many wonderful things, but we wanted to highlight those that were shared with us this past week. Now, a couple of events coming up that you'll want to work into your holiday schedule. The 40th Christmas Concert of the Young Catholic Musicians is coming up on December 28th and 29th at Seven Holy Founders Church from 7.30 to 9 p.m., Monsignor Dennis Staley, Vicar General of the Archdiocese of St. Louis and moderator of the Curia, will read the narration on Thursday, December 28th, and Mrs. Teresa Ruzica, President of Catholic Charities of St. Louis, will read the narration on Friday, December 29th. Tickets are $10 each for reserved seating and $5 each for general admission seating. Also, St. Genevieve Catholic Church in St. Genevieve, Missouri, will offer a special Mass on January 1st, 2018 at 3 p.m. to commemorate the 200th anniversary of the arrival of the first Catholic bishop 
in what was then the Louisiana Territory. On January 1, 1818, William Louis Valentine de Burgh, bishop of the newly formed Diocese of Louisiana and the Floridas, arrived in St. Genevieve, Missouri, on the journey to St. Louis for his installation as bishop. During his visit in the small French settlement, Bishop de Burgh offered his first pontifical high mass in his new diocese in the Church of St. Genevieve. In order to commemorate the 200th anniversary of Bishop de Burgh's arrival in St. Genevieve and his first mass within his diocese, a solemn high mass in the extraordinary form of the Roman Rite will be celebrated. The mass will be said entirely in Latin and will be essentially the same as the mass Bishop de Burgh would have offered in 1818. The celebrant will be Monsignor Eugene Morris, the homilist will be renowned church historian Monsignor Michael Witt. Members of Juventutum St. Louis will provide the music and scola for the Mass. Questions concerning the event can be directed to Father Edward Nemeth, pastor of St. Genevieve Catholic Church, and he can be reached at 573-883-2907 or nemethe at valleyschools.org. We'll have that contact info in the description of the podcast. And finally, don't forget our seminarians. Kenrick Glennon Seminary has a great way to support the seminarians this Advent season. Your prayers and generosity help strengthen the seminarians on their way to becoming joyful, holy, and prepared priests of Jesus Christ. If you would like to make a year-end gift, you can do so in three ways. Online giving, please visit kenrick.edu to do that. You can contribute by mail. Send your gift to Kenrick Glennon Seminary at 5200 Glennon Drive, St. Louis, Missouri, 63119. Or you can contribute to the Christmas collection at Parishes of the Archdiocese of St. Louis. There you can give through the special Seminary Christmas Collection. Thank you for your generosity in supporting the seminarians. Now, here are the five quintessential stories from the St. Louis Review handpicked by the staff for you to share and discuss this week. You can find these stories at stlouisreview.com slash five things or in the paper dated December 18th, 2017. This past October, the Congregation Messengers of Fatima were inaugurated in the Archdiocese of St. Louis and given permission to gather companions in hope of one day forming a new religious community near St. Clair, Missouri. A period of three to five years is envisioned as a time to discern with the hope of one day forming the new religious institute dedicated to Our Lady of Fatima. Dave Luking met with the priest in charge of this new religious congregation, and you can read all about it in the St. Louis Review. Number two, the Ladies of Charity, founded 400 years ago by St. Vincent de Paul, are celebrating 150 years serving the poor in St. Louis. Joe Kenny explains how these women quietly attend to the work of serving others. Number three, St. John Vianney High School's Stephen Bebus was named to the United Soccer Coaches High School All-America team for the fall 2017 season. He's one of only three players from Missouri named to the team, but he deflects much of the credit to teammates and coaches. You can find out more in the article from Joe Kenny. Number four, Anthony Tursini, president and CEO of St. Louis-based Ascension, recently finished a four-year term as president of the International Confederation of Catholic Healthcare Institutions, which is a committee of the Vatican's Dicastery for Promoting Integral Human Development. Dave Luking shares how Tersini is helping to meet global needs in Catholic healthcare. And number five, the first installment of Archbishop Carlson's four-part series on the joy of living the gospel in the Archdiocese of St. Louis is now available. 
It can be found at stlouisreview.com slash joyfulencounter. There is a look at what is happening around the Archdiocese of St. Louis. Remember, for these stories, events, and more, visit stlouisreview.com and archstl.org, and follow the Archdiocese of St. Louis and the St. Louis Review on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. In a moment, Jennifer Brinker joins me in studio to preview something she's working on for the St. Louis Review on how to prolong the season of Christmas. That's after this evangelization tip from Michael Horn in the Office of Laity and Family Life. This week's evangelization tip is about finding common ground. When we're in conversation with others about our faith, it is greatly beneficial for us to find common ground with another person and then build on it. Sometimes this common ground is a passion for baseball or St. Louis Cardinals. Sometimes it is a love of history or trivia. The possibilities are endless. What is essential is that we find a place upon which we can build. Friendships are formed, at least initially, on the basis of a common interest. When we learn that another person shares our passion for something, we are more free to connect with them on deeper levels. Therefore, embrace the common ground and endeavor to be an instrument of unity and reconciliation rather than division. Use this starting point to lead another person to Christ and the more important things in life. Well, as you heard earlier, I mentioned this is going to be the last podcast before Christmas, the last one until uh, beginning of January. So uh, we're going to get ahead of the game a little bit and talk about the full 12 days of Christmas, which, contrary to some popular opinions, doesn't end at Christmas. It begins at Christmas. We have 12 days starting on Christmas, going to the Feast of the Epiphany, and really the season goes even longer. So to talk more about this and kind of how to slow down a little bit during Christmas and enjoy each and every day, I brought in Jennifer Brinker with the St. Louis Review. Jennifer, thanks for coming in. Thank you. Merry Christmas, a few days early. Merry Christmas. Happy Uh, Advent. Happy Advent, (laughs) yes. (laughs) Uh, And so you are going to write something for the paper on slowing down and sort of enjoying the season, prolonging the Christmas season a little bit. Mm -hmm. So can you explain to the listeners kind of what you're thinking and what maybe some ideas you have for that? Sure. So some of this I kind of, I took um, from, a little bit from the Archbishop's column. So this, in this Friday's issue of the review, um, he has a column and, and he talks about, you know, how in our culture, you know, we spend a lot of time anticipating, you know, and, and he actually pointed out to the example of the great eclipse that happened back in August, you know, it was months and months. I mean, even Years, years, really, really, people talking about this, that this is happening. And now all of a sudden here comes, you know, the day in August, it happens. And then, you know, there was a traffic jam on the way home and that was about it. it. You know, that was it. We were done, you know. So, so he talks about that and how that is how our culture, you know, um, tends to treat things. And I think Christmas is certainly no exception to that. So, and, and I find myself, and I, I'm, I know a lot of families find themselves very stressed in those weeks leading up to Christmas. And, you know, if you're not, um, you know, fortunate enough to maybe work in a place where you could go on a retreat or maybe do some kind of service where you can kind of quiet yourself, um, it gets pretty hectic with work mm-hmm. and family and school and whatever. Um, so, in kind of thinking along that theme for for this week's editorial for the review, um, we're going to be focusing on, you know, how can we slow down, you know, and and make sure that we understand that Christmas is a season and it extends, you know, past December 25th um, all the way through the Epiphany in January. Um, 
So I came up with a few ideas, and, and we'll have you know, more of these attached with the editorial, but just thinking about, you know, some practical ideas of things you can do. Um, For example, maybe waiting until after December 25th to send out your Christmas cards. What? Right, I know. (laughs) (laughs) And I think sometimes, you know, people may think, oh, you're sending them late. No, and and maybe you can attach with that a message um, focusing on the real meaning of the season, not Mm -hmm. just a happy holidays, but, you know, celebrating the birth of Christ. And I really like that idea. And actually, the one you mentioned before we started recording this about sharing goodies or whatever, Christmas goodies Mm -hmm. with people. Like, we are so busy, really, because most people are working, Mm -hmm. you know, five days a week until Christmas. And Mm -hmm. some people might have a day or two or, or more, you know, we're lucky enough we have a little more time off during Christmas and New Year's. Mm-hmm. So you you do have a little more time mm-hmm. after the, the holiday. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. can use that time to right. write all those Christmas cards you didn't have time for. You were rushed trying right. to do it before. Right, Why exactly. Not? Yeah, same with, I was mentioning that, you know, my neighbors and, and I, we all exchange little goodies like cookies and whatnot. And one of the neighbors already stopped by. Um, with their treat, and they said, you know, oh, we'll see you soon. We're going to be gone for, you know, four days, you know, uh, up, up through Christmas. And I thought, oh, my goodness, there's no way I'm going to get this done. I thought, wait a minute, I'll do this the week after Christmas when I have time to, you know, calm down. Everybody's back from the holiday, and they can have, you know, our little extension of happiness that, you know, we right. want to share with when, our neighbors. When, when, they're, when they've eaten all the other cookies or whatever, they, right, they exactly. get reinforcements. Right, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> so beyond the goodies, though, I mean, thinking about the spiritual, you know, side of all of this, um, you know, there are just ways that we can kind of calm ourselves down. And even if it's just to, like, escape to the Eucharistic Adoration Chapel for an hour, you know, just to have some time to reflect on what's really happening here during the season. Um Chalking the door on Epiphany, that's a big tradition. Um, I know my parish, for example, they hand out blessed chalk. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you mark the year and the um, the three wise men um, above the door, their initials, and, um, you know, just a way to kind of remember um, the good blessings that, you know, will be coming in the, the new year. Right. Um, maybe even doing like a 12th night party, you know, around the Feast of the Epiphany and invite you know, those family or friends that maybe you didn't get to see on the actual, you know, holiday, like on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve, and just have time to get together and not worry about the stress of presents or whatever. Just get together and enjoy each other's company. Yeah. So so those are just a few ideas, but we'll, we'll have There'll a few more. There'll be more. Yeah, we'll have yeah, some more. Yeah. 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 I think it is really important, though, to recognize that the season doesn't end Advent ends, mm-hmm. our time of preparation, but the celebration, the real mm-hmm. enjoyment mm-hmm. begins on that day. And I was telling you, too, like we, I heard on the radio one of those financial shows, they were talking about Christmas and what they were doing to celebrate or whatever. And, and the, the one guy said, uh, well, maybe the Jews have it right with Hanukkah and spreading it out over eight days mm-hmm. and they do a present every day. And you mm-hmm. don't all just, you know, 10 minutes of madness and open all the presents in the morning mm-hmm. on Christmas and, and you're done. Well, I said to myself, I'm thinking, well, but, but, but we do. We have 12 days. You could really spread it out over 12 days if right. you wanted. You could do a present every day right? and keep that excitement going and, and not have all that chaos in Christmas morning. I mean, there's right. many different ways you can do it and, right. and no ways right or wrong necessarily, mm-hmm. but... Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's good to kind of get back to understanding what the season is and and Mm -hmm. 
and kind of unite our own lives with the church's liturgical life, I think is really important, really crucial. Right. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. And I think, too, if you think about it with, you know, entering into Advent, you know, we enter a new liturgical year. And so, you know, maybe using this time as kind of a spiritual, like, you know, New Year's resolution. So yeah. we're beginning this new liturgical year. You know, what can we do to improve our spiritual lives? You know, maybe spending more time in prayer. In fact, I was just um, with my little one. He's a kindergartner, and he has this prayer to St. Joseph. Um, he's actually been coming to me every night to ask to pray this prayer together. And it's the first time that one of my kids has actually come to me to ask rather than me go to them saying, okay, we have to pray now, you know. So it, it actually was kind of a reminder like, wow, you know, I need to slow down and spend more time doing this with my kiddos. And so that's been a really good opportunity to kind of stop and reflect during Advent and hopefully it'll keep going through Christmas. <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah. the goal. That's yeah. it's a good uh, New Year's, yeah. new liturgical yeah. year's resolution to make is right. pray more with your kids. So yeah. We'll look for more from Jennifer in that editorial to come in the paper dated for, it'll be next week, right? The Correct. Yeah. Christmas. Christmas, yeah. Christmas date, mm-hmm. yeah. It goes to print this week, so don't no worries. Yeah. The review's not working on Christmas, but right. um, the date will be December 25th. So look for that in the mailboxes uh, this week. And, you know, whenever you're listening to this, um, I hope you have a great Christmas. Thank you for listening to the Catholic Gateway Podcast this year and, and hopefully into next year. From all of us here at the Archdiocese of St. Louis, we wish you and your family a very blessed and joy-filled Christmas and New Year, and I'm sure Jennifer wishes everyone the same. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of the Catholic Gateway Podcast. We always welcome story tips and ideas for the podcast. Just send them to communications at archstl.org. That's communications at archstl.org. Make sure to connect with us on social media to stay up to date with what's going on here in the Archdiocese of St. Louis. You can find us on Facebook. Just search for Archdiocese of St. Louis. We're on Twitter, at archstl is our handle there, at archstl. And we're on Instagram, at catholicstl. And you should follow the St. Louis Review there on Facebook, also, Twitter and Instagram under the handle at St. Louis Review. That's St. Louis Review. The Catholic Gateway Podcast is a production of the Archdiocese of St. Louis. I'm your host, Gabe Jones. We hope you'll join us again next time here in the Gateway to the West, the Rome of the West, Catholic St. Louis.